All right, hello, Idiots on Parade, the Too Ugly for TV podcast. Hi, Jake. How's it going? All is well here, ladies and gentlemen. We are recording on Sunday, October 4th. And I was just starting to tell Jake uh, that I said, well, let's, let's get it on tape. Not that not that anybody can see me, but Jake, if you look at your camera, uh, I don't know if you caught me turning my head side to side. My wife has been giving me COVID haircuts. And nice. uh, she's done a really good job. I have no complaints. Except this last one, she 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 got nervous for some reason. It was like my third one. Like the first two, I was completely happy with, and this one I'm fine with. But I did notice that I'm gonna turn to my right side, and do you notice like how dark it is? It's because it's a little yeah. longer. And then I turn the other way, and you can see my oh, skull. Oh shit! Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's that's my uh-huh. skull. Like she, like she changed. She wanted to do a trim, and so it's like oh, really man. thin on the side, so you could see. Uh, so Which, I, I, think I mean, was, you just got to put it thin on both sides, dude. That's all I have to do. Yeah. Out. So you can't trying to add the hair back doesn't work. It takes a lot of glue. You got to go strand by strand. It takes forever. <laughs> so yeah, I, I didn't even realize that till I saw myself on camera. Yeah. Whoa! You can see my skull. That is, a nice uh, that is completely dark over there, but. Hey, Jake. When you first said COVID cut, I thought you meant a a crazy blonde toupee that flies all over the place anytime <laughs> the uh, the the engine jets from Air Force One hit it. Oh, that's a good luck when that happens to him. Um, look, we could talk about that in one second. I do have uh, exciting news for you that no one cares about. Uh, I I got on stage for the first time since March fourteenth. Nice, nice. Yeah, uh, our buddy Mike Lucas, um, the the the. American Legion, just a one-night show. They decided to, they said, let's try a comedy night. We haven't done anything since March. They had not had any, you know, anything going on. And they said, let's try comedy. And it was fantastic. They they spread the tables out. They they sold out. Uh, it was very limited, you know, you, it, not sold out packed, but sold out like, okay, these are the number, amount of tables we can have here. So we sold those out. And there was a big sign on the door that said, closed, sold out, uh, special comedy show. Nice. And it was great. It was so much fun. And, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed doing comedy in person. So I, I did one in person uh, a couple weeks ago, man. Uh, it was it was out in Brooklyn. Nice. A place called Bridge and Tunnel Brewery. They do, like, outdoor shows. Re- really, really good shows, man. Cool. Well, hopefully... Shout out to uh, Daniel Parafan. He he runs a fucking hell of a show out there, man. Well, hopefully, uh, well, it's, it's I don't know how long outdoor shows, unless they have those heat lamps, because uh, we're heading into autumn. And uh, Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think places are really going to get creative with those heat lamps. Uh, the problem is, is most of the outdoor places that I've been to before this in New York that really get creative with them, there is some kind of enclosing and so I think that at that point, you know, like you're basically inside. Yeah. And and so I don't know the legality of it. That being said, I was walking around the other day, and there are restaurants serving at either 50% or 25% capacity indoors here. So. Well, we go to a restaurant uh, called the Tin Roost here where we live, and uh, they have a really nice patio. We, we have not done any indoor dining. It's all been patio since they reopened. Sure. And... They just posted on their Facebook, they are building outdoor igloos so they can do patio dining uh, into winter. It'll just be like for one family or so it's like indoor outdoor table. So you don't you're not part of the restaurant proper. You are outside on the patio. But even if it's winter, you are in an enclosure with a heat lamp. So you're fine. 
Okay, but you're like you're you're the only people in the enclosure. Yeah, and these are the, little okay. igloos. They're individual table. Because like, I was going to say, if if you build a structure around outside, you're <laughs> yeah. inside now, dude. I you know I'm not a fucking architect or nothing, but once that thing has a ceiling and four walls, that shit ain't outside no more. <laughs> yeah. I'm no uh, who who was the arch? It was it was a uh, Mr. Brady, the Brady Bunch. He was an architect. I'm I, I'm yeah. no Mike Brady, but. Uh, yeah. All right. So let's talk about the stuff, Jake. We got we got a bunch of things we could talk about. Everybody's got COVID. Um, the tax returns are finally out, and I thought there was one other thing that had just slipped my mind. I'm sure we'll get to it. But let's. You and I have talked about tax returns so much on this show, and here they finally are. But since they are released through the New York Times, the response is fake news, liberal news, fake news media, because sure. he did not release them. So do you think it would make a difference between him releasing them versus what are, I would assume, his actual correct tax returns, but it's done by the lying fake news liberal media? I mean, the I people mean, that yeah. are going to take it seriously will take it seriously, but his supporters don't care. No, they don't. They don't care. But didn't get the people that are like really hard for him weren't going to care no matter what it was. You could literally show him on video taking his people mask off and showing that he is a lizard man and eating a baby. And they'd be like, ah, they, they, that looked like Jurassic Park. I don't trust that fucking New York Times video. So he's so still not a Democrat. That, right. You, you know, you should see how many babies the Democrats ate last week. I, 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 I see the video of that. And so, it, yeah, the, the people that go really, really hard for him. That that are constantly posting online about him, they're they're not gonna they will not be swayed by anything. He gave the entire country the plague. No other country on earth has gotten hit as bad as as, as we have, and it, you can tie it directly to shitty leadership at the federal level. They completely dropped the ball on this. They they haven't turned on him yet. They're never gonna turn on him over. Oh, he he found a bunch of loopholes in his fucking taxes. You know, like all of us could have bet on that. You know, right. um, the people who it's going to sway is the people who are kind, who kind of quietly supporting him. Like, eh, I'm not happy about this, but I hate Hillary Clinton. Those people, I, but, but those aren't the people who are fucking loud right now about right. How, how great a job he's handling this whole pandemic. Um, those were the people, you know, four years ago who were at the at the rallies with the signs and everything. They were loudly supporting him. The loud supporters are still going to be there, so you're going to hear just as much noise. It's it's the people that are just kind of uh, moderates, quietly sitting toward the middle somewhere. Those are the people who I, I think are, are going to look at that and be like, oh, this is a guy. This, I mean, he's a con man. You, you know, he's, he's clearly trying to get out of paying anything he has to pay. Uh, he, he, he will lie about anything for his own gain. That's that, that's what he's doing now with everything, you know. So why? I mean, I, I think somebody w would look at that and and say, yeah, this is somebody who's just kind of out to fuck everybody over, and um, and 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 maybe they would look at how little he paid in taxes and be like, I should donate money not to his campaign, but maybe a GoFunding, you, you know, a GoFundMe for if, if things don't go, if things don't pan out right. during this pandemic for him in the election, uh, he's going to need, you know, he's going to need to get on his feet again. The, um, I hear you and I agree with you. I think, um, the, like you say, his hardcore supporters, nothing will change, uh, them. I think there are a few people who did want to throw a wrench into the system at 2016 and say, well, he's a businessman. I'm voting for a businessman. We always say, why don't we run America like a corporation? 
and they just happen to choose a business person that what what I found interesting about the taxes is that he he lost five hundred million dollars twice in his life. He got five hundred million dollars from his dad in the nineties and still bankrupted himself. And then these taxes show that he made four hundred and fifty million dollars through the apprentice and then lost all that. So I think it's funny that all these people that said we need to elect a businessman, they elected the worst businessman on the face of the earth. And I listened to the New York Times podcast that broke down his tax returns. And one line stuck out at me as being actually hilarious. Um, anytime he lends, not lends, leases his name to something, anytime they say, hey, we want to pay to use the Trump name, he makes money. Anytime right. he buys a golf course or a hotel and says, okay, I've got a great idea, he loses money. And he, they said that every single year, anything he puts his hand on, his, his finger on, his thumb on, goes bankrupt. Anytime he just accepts a check so that someone can say it's affiliated with Trump, he makes money. So I thought that was pretty funny. And that was well, kind then, of known before, that he's, he's, he's a brand. He's not a great business person, right. but he is a good brand. Well, exactly. And he's, he's, been, he's been that for a long time. I'm going to lease my name for this. And so basically they were... Everybody's been saying, oh, well, you know, he's a businessman. We want to elect a businessman to run the country like a business. Well, you didn't elect a businessman. You elected a salesman. Yeah. And that's yes. part of business. That's part of business. That's, you, you know, um, that is sort of maybe like a running back. Somebody who, look, I'm not thinking about, like, the rest of the, the team. I'm not thinking about defense at all. You know, my job is to take this ball and just run it up the fucking field until someone tackles me. You know, I'm I'm just trying to get somebody to say yes to whatever the fuck I'm pitching. You know, like that's and that is an important part of business. But it's sort of like one one like it's 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 an arm of the whole body. You know, a, a, a businessman is thinking about expenses. They're thinking about costs. They're thinking about uh, they're doing cost benefit analysis. The salesman is just, hey, I need to get this client to fucking dump money in this business. And many times, not always, if they're really looking out for not just their 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 clients, you know, but um, themselves for like a long term thing. It obviously has to pan out for everybody. So, you, you know, if, if you're really going to be in it for the long term and you're not just kind of doing like telemarketer style salesman where it's kind of quantity over quality. Right. Then, then yeah, yours comes to mind. Right. Right. Yeah. It, it, like, OK, if this is somebody who I want to continue doing business with me, things have to work out for them. So saying that salesmen are all fucking hucksters or whatever, that that's not really accurate either. But many of them are. And the one we elected certainly is, you know, and, and, and we've we've found that out time and time again. And honestly, I don't even think he really has COVID. I think he's the I think he's the Jesse Smollett of, of COVID victims. I think the guy is fucking doing this so he can come back a week later and be like, see, it wasn't that bad. Why are they shutting everything down? It was terrible, but I pulled through it. I've got the best immune system. It's one of the strongest immune systems there are. Um we, the, the, the Democrats want to shut everything down, and they're they, he's essentially going to sell it like, oh, they're they're really um, they're they're overblowing this whole pandemic thing. Uh, I could be wrong on this. Well, two two thoughts, um, and and they they tie together because you said he's a salesman, and that really does ring true, especially given what he has said to Bob Woodward. 
Like he wanted to downplay it. He wanted he didn't want to create right. a panic. He, he's selling good vibes to the country when we needed a leader that was going to get shit done. And that's right, what the and there, there was a does. certain fucking point behind that where it's like, okay, well, yeah, you don't necessarily want everyone to panic and take all their money out of the bank and buy all the fucking toilet paper and do all that. Like, but there's a level of, hey, I got to keep people calm. Yeah, but. But you also got to be getting them tests and getting them to social distance. I mean, there's a whole bunch of other shit. That's just one part of it. It's kind of like in the debates when he was going, well, you know, I put the travel ban in place and these fuckers didn't want to do it. And it's like, yeah, you know what? That's a fair point. There was a lot of Democrats who were giving pushbacks to the travel ban at first. Going, oh, it's just another travel ban. He's racist. But then, you know, a couple days later, it was like, oh, fuck. No, we need to do this, you know? Yeah. And yeah, they should have to answer for that. That being said... The travel ban is not the only thing you need to do in this instance, and that didn't count uh, people who are already citizens coming back in. So, like, you were going to have to take all kinds of other precautions anyway. You were going to have to get uh, things like testing in place early. You're going to have to get social distancing in place early. Uh, lockdowns, contact tracing. There's a whole bunch of shit, you know? Um, uh, Health care for people, lots of medical supplies. I mean, I mean, a, a lot of things to kind of buff up what, what, what hospitals we're, we're going to need in terms of um, their occupancy and, and, and things like that. Because I know they were fucking completely overrun in, in New York. It's like we just got hit first and it all happened all at once. Well, and, I just, you know, I just saw back. a headline so, this morning. 250 doctors in Wisconsin. Don't quote me on that. Doctors in Wisconsin are getting overrun now. They are saying we are at capacity. You need to knock this shit off. So, yeah, and New York yeah. got hit first, but it's it's still happening. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's still going on on here, but I mean, it's it's not. Our numbers have definitely gone down now. It still hits little, little, like smaller spikes, but it's definitely not what it was a few months ago. That being said, that's going to happen in the rest of the country, at least in, in in sort of more populated areas. I mean, I don't see how you can look at one jump from country to country to country and go like, ah, it won't make it from New York to Wisconsin, though. Yeah. <laughs> like, what do you? It made it from <laughs> Wuhan to Italy to here. What are you fucking talking about? It can't make it from from here to other places that are here. Um. So I oh shit! I had a thought that I lost it. Um. Basically, I would oh, only oh, believe no. he he had COVID if he said he didn't have COVID. <laughs> That's how little fucking faith and little trust I have in this man. I well, would believe he has COVID when he tries to deny having COVID. It, um, you talk about uh, there. there is a point to not panicking the country, and this is not an original thought of mine. I don't know who said this. I don't remember. But someone I, I read or I heard or saw, they likened it to a pilot. Um, if there's something, if there's turbulence, you have a pilot who comes on and says, you know, Ladies and gentlemen, we are yeah. experiencing some turbulence. Please fasten your seatbelts. And that's what you need in a president. The way he said he didn't want to create a panic, no pilot would come on the air and go, Oh my God, there's turbulence. Ladies and gentlemen, we're all going right. to die. The top-down messaging is important. And so him downplaying it, I get where he's coming from. It's a bad move. A better move would have been, Hey, this is serious, but we're going to get yeah. through it. We're going to start doing things right. This is what I need, the American people. It, so to say he didn't want to cause a panic, it's it's a bullshit line because there's a way to spread information without causing a panic. And if he is in charge of that information, he needs to figure it out. Right. You want to not cause a panic, but then you still want to do your fucking job. He's the equivalent of a pilot who gets on instead of going, hey, you're going to experience a little bit of turbulence. It's going to be fine. He went on and be like... Nancy Pelosi is going to tell you there's turbulence. She's lying. All right. The Democrats <laughs> fucked with the engine of the plane. They're making it shake. They're making the inside of it seem like it's shaking. The outside of the plane's not shaking. It's fine. 
I'm leaving it on autopilot still. I'm not going to do anything extra and listen to liberal fake news. I'm right. going to take a nap. Wake me up when everything, when we land and everything's going to be fine. Um, going to him having COVID, though, uh, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. The, the I've read so many really brilliant and beautiful tweets of all things. Twitter has been a goldmine. Um one tweet said that it's sad that we have a president that has gaslit us so much that when he says he has COVID, our natural response is to question that. I mean, that is oh, yeah. amazing right there to, to wonder whether or not he's lying. But one thing that's making the rounds right now is what you said earlier about him, because I had the exact same thought you did, is that, oh, he's going to say he had COVID and then he's going to come out and say, see, it was nothing. I survived it. It's a big nothing. But what they pointed out with this Twitter user pointed out correctly and other people have said it too is the he first of all he gets tested all the time he gets tested daily as does everybody around him right so they catch it immediately other people get sick and then realize they have it yeah so they caught it early with him right and they've already said like he goes straight to walter reed he has the best medical care he gets a cocktail of experimental drugs they've said i mean there's a difference between your average american getting COVID and the president. One has access to the best health care possible and the other may or may not have insurance, may or may not be able to get into a hospital. So right. when he pulls through... And the through, catching it early part is fucking huge. Yeah, the early part. So when he pulls through, it he will probably try and take a victory lap of how, how str- strong he is, how good his system is, right. how, how the disease... But it absolutely is not a first sign indicator. What's interesting to me is... The Chris Christie, the, the the Ron Johnson, Kelly and Conway, like there's a list of people who are now testing positive. One of them's going to get hit. I mean, one of them's going to get sick. I'm not saying anybody's going to die, but it, someone's going to get sick from this. And hopefully that will blow a hole in the whole. Oh, the, the president's own tweet got uh, blasted. I thought it was funny. He, go, he said something about it being a plague. And everybody responded like, oh, so it was a hoax last week. But now when you get it, it's an actual plague. Interesting twist. The li- it was Well, it was a hoax in March. Let me explain. It was a liberal <laughs> hoax since March. They have gotten some bats and whatever those weird anteater things are over there. Made them fuck. And they have created COVID since then. This started around uh, early August. Yes. Do you want to talk about, um, I've seen a lot of this, the the right is calling for sympathy and empathy. And they're saying anybody that makes fun <laughs> of Trump, I, they're saying anybody that makes fun of him has no sympathy or empathy or is, an, is a bad American is like, you're dealing with a president that's been nothing but an asshole. And if you believed in karma, would be getting just desserts. I don't believe in karma. But it's like, this is a guy that mocked McCain's death, and now he's got the sniffles, and everyone's like, how dare you make fun of him? It it doesn't compute, but that's how bizarre, batshit, hypocritical they are. If laughing at Trump for, for, for being sick makes you evil, then I am Lucifer incarnate, all right? <laughs> now, now go suck dear leader's dick as he dies from a liberal hoax, inject some bleach, and and fuck off. That's what I say to that. If he dies, I think we should rename the disease to Trump's disease. I think it should be TD from now on. COVID nineteen's done. It is just <laughs> Trump's disease. That's what I say. I did uh, uh, to uh, shift gears in a second. The best thing I have read about it is as soon as it was diagnosed, I, I saw a tweet that said, "Wow, looks like RBG just successfully argued her first case in front of God." <laughs> like that. <laughs> 
is a goddamn brilliant comment right there. Oh, yeah. But but I will say this to, to the people going, how could you make fun of it? It's so wrong. It's, you, you know, um, it, they'll try to basically claim that, oh, no one would do this if it was the other way or you would be upset. I say no. For example, all right, let's say somebody on the left, um, like far left, like Bernie Sanders or AOC or somebody got okay. in like a car accident, right? Sure. And And people on the right were like making fun of them for getting in a car accident and getting seriously injured. They'd be fucking assholes, right? I wouldn't make fun of them for flying through the windshield of their car and getting injured. But unless six months ago they started some sort of bizarre conspiracy claims going, um, uh, don't wear seatbelts. Seatbelts are a symbol of white supremacy. Yeah. You know where seatbelts were invented? In, in Germany by Volkswagen in the 1930s. If you buckle a seat, two seatbelts on top of each other and then turn one a little bit, it kind of looks like a swastika. Buckling a seatbelt is the equivalent of giving Hitler a rim job. Don't do it. Look at this picture of David Duke in this car. What's he wearing? A seatbelt. How dare you wear a seatbelt in front of me? That you might as well be. And then they get a bunch of fucking wackaloons on the left not to wear seatbelts, and they're dying from record case. And they're oh yeah, by the way, no speed limits either. That's racist. All right, a lot of people have color can't afford cars. You don't go that far. And also, red lights. Red lights, racist against Native Americans. Those are all gone. <laughs> no, you can't, you can't come here, red man. That's what the fucking red light symbolizes. We're taking away red lights. All stop signs, racist. Washington stop signs. That used to be the original name of the football team. <laughs> no red lights, no stop signs, no seat belts. They're all fucking racist. And six months later, they fly through the windshield of their car. I will laugh my fucking ass off at that same car crash. So that is what has happened now. You have a, a president who have call, has called this a fucking hoax from the beginning. Um, he's not doing it now because the swing states have been fucking getting hit and the entire country is getting overrun with it. But he, he did not do what he did to put it in place. Um, you know, any kind of fucking social distancing, any kind of recovery. Like, he really fucked up the testing, all of that, from the get-go. That's why our country is in worse shape than any other fucking country from this on the planet. And it started a long way from us. Think about how many countries this went through before it got to us and how many well, countries it's gotten since. And we haven't got... So, basically, if the Democrats in their next term fuck up traffic laws as bad as the Republicans have fucked up public health during a pandemic, then they deserve to die of car crashes. Absolutely. Fuck them. <laughs> that is the most apt uh comparison uh that i i i have nothing that that's beautiful and brilliant but to your the last thing you said yeah i i remember all we read about i think it was in february right before it hit here was italy going on complete countrywide lockdown and then we were like ah look at italy that would never happen here right nice nice right yeah bullshit uh the the person i'm actually most pissed at right now, and this is selfish, is Cam Newton, who just tested positive because, and there were several play, players on the Titans. Um, the fuck is wrong with you guys? I have been waiting for football to come back. I'm happy it's back. I'm not a fan of Cam Newton or the Patriots, really, but just the sheer fact that the games are now being postponed and called in question. Hey, fuckers, this, this is... All you had to do is stay home. You literally, you, you NFL players, you get tested every goddamn day when you enter the facility. They are doing everything they can to make money off you. 
And when you punch out, you, where the fuck did you go? What did you do to get this? That's, that's who I'm pissed at is don't take away my football. This is, this is my Sunday. I want to just turn the TV on, leave it on all goddamn day. And I don't care who wins and loses unless it's the Packers playing. But I, I, why, what did he do? I want to know what he did to go get COVID (laughs) to take away my football. Yeah, I have I have no idea, man. I haven't been following the Cam Newton thing at all. Oh, just he tested positive a couple of days ago, so they have delayed the uh, Patriots. I don't know who they're playing. I can't remember. They delayed the game till possibly Tuesday. Wow. With last week, it was several players on the Titans, and that game was supposed to get delayed until a Tuesday. But then now they've pushed it back to later in the season, and. Each team has more players on the practice squad. And here's here's the fucked up thing. I don't know why the game is delayed unless they're not getting all their players tested. Because every team has backup players for this scenario. Now, I know that's like you don't want to lose your star quarterback. But these protocols were supposed to be set in stone. You get a player that tests positive, they go into quarantine, you just dial up the next one. That's the way it works. So maybe the Patriots are doing what they usually do and cheating by saying, oh, we can't get everyone tested, we have to be safe, just because they don't trust their backup quarterback. I have no idea. But Dude, this is why I should never run for office. You remember how I've been for the past 20 minutes going on about how uh, we need to be safe during COVID? Right. Uh, okay, so you have a game where... You, you, again, just like you were saying with Trump, which is a very good point about him compared to other people, not just at the level of health care, but the fact that he's tested every day so they're catching it the second that fucking bad AIDS lays a single egg in that guy's bloodstream. Like, yeah. it's getting, you know. And so you're also doing that with NFL players, right? And so these guys are super healthy. Yeah. Like, Trump is at least in a high-risk demographic. He's older, he's fat, you know, he eats a lot of KFC, whatever. Oh, wait, wait, let me interrupt you. I apologize. Did you, did you hear any of that uh, in the news reporting? I heard uh, there, there was an NPR, and I think when they talk about him being fat, it is the funniest thing ever. They're like, well, because they, they sound so professional. as They yeah. say, technically, he is in a high-risk group being obese. And just the way yeah. they keep calling him <laughs> obese is the funniest yeah. thing I have ever heard. So I apologize Somehow for interrupting you, you, but you just reminded me. call somebody fat with clinical terms... Without trying to make fun of them, it sounds so much worse because it's exactly. like this isn't even me roasting you. This is just <laughs> me with a lab coat and a stethoscope saying that you're clinically fat as fuck, dude. <laughs> According to your charts, you are what is known in for your age group as a fatty, fatty two by four. Couldn't get through the bedroom door. It says that on your chart. Look at that. So that you're back. only two hundred pounds from being uh, a participant out of my six hundred pound life. Uh, <laughs> right. So I apologize for interrupting you, but you you made me think of that when you said he in high risk group and the NFL players are not. But yeah, just listening to newscasters saying, well, technically he is obese. What's the funniest thing I've ever heard? Because they just kept yeah. saying it over and over. Like, well, I mean, being in a high risk obese group. Anyway, yes. So the NFL players get tested as they enter the facility. So they're catching it early and they are in peak form. That's where I interrupted you. Go ahead. Here's the thing. The coronavirus is less risk to an NFL player than literally every single tackle that's ever been tried to make against them. They're uh, like, dude, the sport when it goes right, you're still risking being paralyzed every time you step on the like, real, it's fucking crazy. That it's is fucking true. I didn't crazy. look at it like that. That's like a Roman gladiator. You're going, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Chicken pox has been going around. Chicken pox. This guy could get chicken pox from this other guy. That's stabbing him. We got to make sure these gladiators ain't getting chicken pox. 
Well, I will say this. The NBA is the only one that did it right because they created the bubble and said no one in, no one out, and so they have not lost anyone that I know Has of. Has NFL not been doing that? I just assumed they were all kind of going off the NBA's, really. No, the NBA just went into a specific center that had all the facilities, which is funny that the NFL didn't try something similar considering yeah. they're not al- – well, some places are, are allowing fans. Uh, Dallas had 21,000 in their – hundred thousand seat place uh, but um the the thing is people are saying oh is this the end of football and the thing i like about that is it they're they're saying is this the end of football like we don't have a precedent from two months ago when the exact same thing happened in baseball when several baseball players on several teams tested positive and everyone's like oh my god is this the end of baseball and then they just called up other minor players, quarantined some, and kept playing, and everything was fine. And I'm pretty sure the same thing's going to happen with football, unless there's a widespread outbreak with everybody going down. So I, I love the clickbait bullshit nature of they want to get everybody clicking, going, oh, shit, football's going away, even though I really doubt that's the case, because we've been there. It happened with, with, with baseball. People tested, and they just kept moving forward. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's the way you're going to have – it's like – I mean, coronavirus is nothing to that guy compared to the tackles they fucking ta- – are, are you kidding me? Like, the concussions they get. <laughs> yeah, CTE. There's not going to be any – there's not going to be – oh, I got I, I got, uh, I got corona when I was very, very healthy in my early 20s, so now I'm junior sowing myself in the fucking chest 15 <laughs> years later because of you – you know, no. You kidding me? What else is there? I thought there was something because there were there were three big things. There was the their COVID, the taxes, and, and that's the problem with uh, everything that goes on the news. If if you don't write it down, it goes away. I let's uh, really quickly let's touch on this, not to keep shitting on the same uh, uh, people, but Melania Trump made the news, and it came and went so fast. Did you catch her news shit? There were yeah, tapes. Yeah, there was like a yeah yeah. I was I kind of listened to the tapes, but honestly, I was making breakfast sandwiches. And so there was, like, a lot of sizzling going on, and she's got a heavy uh, Eastern European accent. It's really hot, by the way. Hottest fucking first lady accent we've ever had. I don't give the Trump administration credit for much, but I will give them credit for that. Hottest first lady ever. Well, I don't really care what she said. She, she, she shit on Christmas, which I thought was hilarious because they're the party of war on Christmas. And she was like, I don't want to put up these fucking decorations. This is a waste of my time. Then she shit on migrant children. She's like, oh, they're expecting me to go down there and do shit. You know, obviously. The thing yeah. I found interesting about the tapes is her being angry over having to put up Christmas decorations and deal with migrant kids is that for three years, for three years, all we heard was, oh, that poor woman married to Donald Trump. Look at her swatting his hand away. You know, she she has to live with him. She, she She's a victim. And what people forget is... She married him for a reason, and now it's being exposed that, yeah, she's as big a piece of shit as he is, and it kind of came out a while ago in an interview when they said, uh, hey, why did you take internet bullying as the platform you wanted to challenge? And she said, well, I'm the most bullied person on the internet, so I wanted to talk about that. And it's like, everyone treated her as a victim, but it's like, yeah, no, she, she could be a big piece of shit too. Maybe two pieces of shit did find each other. And I just thought it was funny that we projected all this sympathy on her and this 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 pain and suffering that obviously is not there. That she nope, you don't have to project any sort of like victimization on her. She she is a willing participant in assholery. 
You know the thing about most gold diggers? Once they dig the gold and they have it in their nice Gucci purses, they don't then turn around and give it to a fucking soup kitchen. You know what I mean? <laughs> that, that, that's not why they're doing it. They're like, I want to fuck this billionaire so I can take his money and make the world a better place. I need to dig wells in Africa with this guy's money. That's not what they're doing. They're never doing it. That is true. So why did we ever graft such emotions on her in the first place? I think it was... I mean, you still got to feel a little bit bad for her because, like... As, as shitty as it is to talk about, like, the, you know, having to go talk to migrant kids like that, it's also not what she fucking signed up for. So, like, I kind of get it a little bit. Like, you're shitty right. for not wanting to do it now that you're first lady. But it's also like, I didn't marry a guy. I mean, like, she didn't, like, she's not like a like a Hillary Clinton or a Michelle Obama. Like, right. oh, I'm marrying this guy who's getting into politics. It's like, oh, no, I'm going to fuck a billionaire and get to live in a gold palace. That's how that goes. He's a terrible man. He's probably going to cheat on me. I hope he does cheat on me. I get to fuck him less, you know? Like, I'll cheat on him with the, 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 the hot uh, uh, doorman. Like, I don't, I don't give a yeah. shit, you know? Like, they probably got some kind of thing worked out. Or maybe they don't. I, I don't know. But that's kind of the, the, the deal you're signing up for. You know, whereas, like, nobody really expects a gold digger to care about migrant children. Like, no one's going up to the wife of Jeff, Jeff Bezos or, or even, I, he's a little more of a public figure, but I don't know, just a CEO of a bank of some kind and going, what have you done for the starving kids of wherever the fuck? Like, I, nothing. I'm fucking a rich guy. That's what I'm doing. That's my gig. You see that guy who's over twice my age that I'm way hotter than? I'm fucking that guy. That's the contribution I'm making. That's the, that's my job. That's my gig. Have, have, have those kids had to, It sucks not having clean water, but if they had to fuck a greasy, fat, sweaty billionaire as he fucking gets out of breath, he's still hard because I'm so hot, but he's, he's getting out of breath and he's sweating and just all of that. And, you know, of course, he eats bad, too, because he knows he doesn't have to look good. So I'm just, I'm just getting this old man, uh, smoky scotch and foie gras stench just dripping off of his chest hair into my face as, as every any any of these migrant kids had to do that. And well, some of them probably have coyotes and whatnot. But most of them, most of them, it's, oh, I have a, a, a cage, a cage. I had to fuck a fat guy old enough to be my grandfather last night. Is that guy in your cage? No, he's not. Fuck you. Like, I gotta get it. Like, I don't, you know, yeah. that ain't what she signed up for. I don't, you don't fuck, you don't let the greasy old billionaire fuck you so you can go, let's make the world a better place. Let's make Sarah Glaufflin commercials for the rest of the world. Like, no, no, you, you, like, that is your gig. She has she to fucking to still fuck that, that guy a... in the shitty White House and, and pretend she cares about the rest of the world. You know, so I feel bad for her in that sense. That, I mean, God She's a piece damn. of shit, but I feel bad for that piece of shit. Good goddamn take. I can't argue with that at all. And I wouldn't even try to. That That's sort of how I... F you articulated how I felt because I could not articulate it myself. Goddamn good job. I enjoyed that. You know what you did made me think, make me think of is who would have made a great gold digger first lady? I would have loved to have seen Anna Nicole Smith when she married that 98-year-old oil uh, billionaire... At, at, at there were all these pictures of her like, but I love him. And he's he's just, he looked like the Crypt Keeper in his wheelchair. And she's just a you know, buxom Playboy model. She would have met, a, if she had met Donald Trump and not overdosed, that would have been a great first lady. She is so, because Melania is just like, she's got that Eastern European cruelty harshness to her. Whereas yeah. uh, Anna would have just been so ditzy. It would yeah. have been fun. 
My gaze and disposition toward migrant children is cold, like winters in Soviet Union. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, like why, like we expect warmth and empathy from an Eastern Bloc. I want, yeah, survivor. you're right. I want active, catty disdain for migrant children. I want like fun Instagram live posts. Of, I, it smells terrible in these cages. I don't <laughs> like going in there. Oh my god, I, that's what I want. That would have been great because Anna would have just been like, she, yeah, yeah. You know, she would she would have reacted like honestly and openly. She wouldn't have been able to act her way out of it. Poor people have a terrible smell. These that guy in Parasite was right. Their smell crosses the line. Yeah. <laughs> These kids are gross. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for tuning in, everyone. We'll leave it right there. I call that a high note. When you have me yeah. laughing, why Why try and tag something onto the ending of that? Visit jakevevera.com. Visit nathantimmel.com. Hey, I did a show. Jake did a show. Maybe there'll be more shows coming up. And, uh, yeah. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Later.